Welcome to the Sparkle Shamelessly with Lainey Love podcast. I'm your transformational host, Lainey Love Dalby, and I'm on a mission to free human spirits to sparkle shamelessly and step into their authentic power, including you, beloved listener. On this podcast, we're gathering fireside from around the globe for monthly interviews, storytelling, spiritual teachings, and sacred practices with style, sass, and the sacred. Come on over to LaineyLoveDalby.com for more spiritual and leadership development resources. Or we invite you to join our Sovereign Sisters Rising certification track. Our level one sacred circle leader training is now available in the Ecstatic Embodied Leadership Academy. Just visit bit.ly forward slash SSR certification. And now on to the show. Hello, beloveds. We are so thrilled to be back here with you today on the podcast. And I invite you here to take a moment to just close your eyes with me and visualize that we are gathering in our virtual sacred circle now from across the globe for an intimate fireside chat with my dear soul sister, Christine Arilo. And I want to invite you to just Breathe in all of our beloveds circling around and nestling up next to the fire and really allow yourself to fully arrive here now into this sacred container from wherever you're tuning in to join us. Just taking a few deep breaths. Let's take two more of those, maybe with an audible exhale of anything that isn't serving you in this moment. And just one more, really feeling that breath permeating every cell, nourishing us down to the bones. And I'm so deeply honored and grateful to have Christine beaming into the Soul Sparkle Sanctuary with us today. And Christine Arilo is the author of Overwhelmed and Over It. And as a transformational leadership advisor, three times best-selling author and host of the popular Feminine Power Time podcast, she is recognized worldwide for her work helping women to make shift happen in the lives they lead, the work they do, and the world they wish to create. She offers workshops globally, and she lives near Seattle. It is so amazing to have you with us, sister. Welcome, welcome. Mm, hello, Lainey and everyone. I'm so excited. A fire and the circle of feels like, oh, I can't even wait. What? <laughs> no, you never know the two of us get together. What's going to come out? So I'm looking really forward to this conversation today. Yay, me too, me too. And each moon cycle in our Soul Sparkle Sanctuary Inner Circle Learning and Practice Community, we're deepening into one of the 13 pillars of the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly. And this moon's community pillar is deep nourishment for all. 
And our theme is community is immunity. And that's why I'm so thrilled to have Christine here with us today to really share about her new book, Overwhelmed and Over It, and also her journey around it. And it's really embracing your power to stay centered and sustained in a chaotic world. And so in this amazing read, Christine really empowers women to wake their fierce feminine heart, which you know we love here, so they can make profound shifts in the systems in which they work, lead, and live. And in it, she identifies 12 specific imprints that are the root causes of burnout, self-sacrifice, and overwhelm in five different areas. And we're going to jump into all of that. So welcome, welcome, sister. And are you ready to dive in? Yeah, I am all yours. So you lead the way and I will follow and we'll all see wherever we're going to go, everyone. I brought my, um, I actually, I brought this coffee. I have my coffee and I have my water. I always seem to have two drinks. That's <laughs> just kind of how it goes. So I have my water and then this is my cup for 2021. So every year I choose a cup that is a mug that is like the energy I want to bring in for myself. And so this one has an image, which you'll love because I know you love image that's painted by a woman named Javi. She gave this to me as a gift and it says, Beloved, play me as a perfectly tuned instrument in your divine orchestra, which is a which is a, a prayer of surrender that I use. That was taught to me by two different people who don't know each other, um, and and when they and it's all about harmony. It's all about us getting into harmony. And one of the reasons we can't find harmony in ourselves and our relationships in the world is because we're overwhelmed. And we have a lot of these imprints. So I'm looking really forward to getting in there because I think not only do we have work to do in this planet, we have some fun to have and some and savor our lives and just joy. And I'm excited about creating that reality. I think this is like, this is the time we've been waiting for. <laughs> as challenging as it is, you know, it's, but it's like, who has, how it's, it's been challenging for years, but it's like, this is the time, you know, this is the time. And so I love that community is immunity because I actually don't believe we can we can get through this threshold without that. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Where do you want to start? Well, I would love to start just by saying and acknowledging that I love that what you just shared about the mug is harmony is such a big part of the book and what you've woven in and just really love that that metaphor and that wisdom and and knowing that thread will travel with us as we share our song here today. So I'd love to really ask you to share a little bit about your own revolutionary journey that really led you to your sacred work in the world and shining so bright with your unique soul sparkle that has eventually led you to really birth this book, just like getting into the roots of where this birth started. Well, the, the words overwhelmed and over it literally came out of my mouth 10 years ago. So it's been a decade. And I always say, I really think the best teachers and the best guides and the best writers are one who live and re they live their research. They just don't do research in a, in a, like a conclave, <laughs> like we're literally, you know, living it ourselves. And it's, and it's been three years of writing in the book. So I'm going to take us back a decade ago. And I remember the exact moment I can go right back to it. I was six months fresh out of leaving my corporate career. So I made a, ch a decision around the age of 35, 36, that I could climb that ladder, but the cost of working inside that system didn't match who I was. Uh, I think I was born to be an entrepreneur. I don't think all people are born to be entrepreneurs. It's a very challenging path at, 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 all, at all levels. And so, um, but, but it was my path because one of my core values is freedom. 
And at the time, the corporate structure, it was anything but, right? It's about butts in seats, you know, nine to five, must be seen. Like, and it was like not flexible. Now, I hope after 2020, the corporate system is going to start to realize that treating people like animals in cages is not the way to get the best performance out of people, but we'll see. So whether you work in a system or you don't work in, you know, we all work in systems, but for me, it was like, okay, I, I got this calling from the divine. Like it's time for you to go out into the world and, you know, write your first book and go out and inspire and teach women and girls. And I did take a little gulp. I'm like, leave my cushy corporate job and my six-figure paycheck. But I knew I had to follow that. Like I really knew even at the age of 36 that I had to follow my heart's truth. And I remember um, at the time when I quit that job and I left, gave my resignation, the woman I worked for, who was the head of HR for all of Gap Inc., she said to me, I remember we were sitting across this table from each other and she looks at me and she says, well, Christine, what's your plan? And I'm an MBA by training. So like I'm trained to have a plan and I'm talking to this very intelligent woman in this voice, the voice, you know, the voice of that fierce feminine crazy wisdom. It says to me, tell her the truth. And, I, and I'm in this like, I'm like, do I tell her, like give her like the MBA pat answer? Like I have this and I'm gonna do this coaching thing and la la, or do I tell her with the voice? So I like, okay, this is the moment. I'm just gonna say it. I'm like, my plan is to go work for God. <laughs> and I mean, that's my plan, you know? And for me, the word God, divine universe, like same thing, right? But I, and I just said it and it was like, the look on her face was like, I didn't do it to be mean. It wasn't about that. It was a little bit the, the shock, you know, like the shock effect. And, and I, and I, and and she didn't respond, she didn't respond poorly or, but to say that, and I'm like, no, like I have a calling, I have to go follow it. And, and so I did. And when you, when you leave one thing and start another, oftentimes you have to fund that. So I had some money in the bank, you know, I think I might've had 10, $15,000 in the bank, but I lived in California. You know, <laughs> that's like gone like that. I had a mortgage. So I ended up consulting and using my skills to be a consultant and also at the same time building my practice and, you know, getting my book in the world and all of that. You can only do that for so long. You know, it's like it's it's a lot, you know, so I was basically working to pay for my mission. And and so no matter how hard I worked, no matter how much I did, I was working to pay for the mission, but there wasn't enough money for me. There wasn't enough um, money to pay the mortgage or the property taxes or whatever. So I just had to think I had to keep working harder. And I had, you know, I I had my vision boards in my office. Oprah was on it. I had my, you know, my dollar amount, you know, like written out, like all that stuff that, you know, you do. Plus as an MBA, I had spreadsheets and I had, you know, (laughs) plans. And it was six months in to being an entrepreneur and being, you know, really pursuing my mission and I found myself sitting on my office floor. And Lainey, I know that you've had these two, but um, you'll have to share your p- part of this, but to everyone else, see if this resonates with you. And the tears just came flying out of me. I'm sitting on my office floor, the vision boards over there, all the papers, all the plans, all the mission, all the desires. And I just couldn't hold it back anymore. The pressure was just too much. And I just, I call it the superwoman sob, just tears and like ugly, you know, snot. It's like, it's, it's not the pretty cry. It's the ugly cry and the water coming out of all places. And, um, and I, and I just, I felt despair in my heart. 
I felt like no matter how much I'm doing, am I making a difference? Does this even matter? Why am I doing this? Like, no matter how much I do, it's like, hey, wait a second. I thought if I pursue my mission, like I'm going to, you know, this is supposed to be, you know, and, and all of that. And then after, after I settled down, so it's like rainstorm, you know, like, and it's like a rainstorm Yeah, after the, after the, the storm, if you're listening, you will always receive wisdom. And so I calmed down and instead of getting up and just going on to the next thing out of this overwhelming moment, I slowed myself down and I listened mm. and the voice spoke. And, and it, and there's always, there's these, these moments in my life where that voice, like, there's no doubt. It's not my voice. It is like the, the voice. And it says, if you keep working this way, not only are you going to get sick, you're actually not going to be able to reach your mission. And it really had my attention because I could feel that truth in my cells. And, and then it said, you need the feminine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dingo, bingo. Like, it was like, boom, like, yes, <laughs> I, I, I do. Like, and then I was like, what is the feminine? Like, what, what is it? I don't even know what that is. You know, it's like, I've been, I mean, I was spiritual. I did yoga. I meditated all of that. You know, I had all those parts, but I had never been trained, indoctrinated, learned what that actually was, but I knew I needed it. And when you come to that place, the teacher appears like that's the wisdom. And it was true. And a couple of weeks later, I was at a networking lunch or dinner and the woman looked at me and she's like, I thought we were going to talk about speaking and book writing. And she looked at me. She's like, we're not here to talk about speaking and book writing. I'm like, we're not. She's like, no, you are the 13th woman. And I'm like, I am the 13th woman. The 13th woman for what? She's like, oh, there's this, this, this training, you know, this deep sacred feminine training. And we are looking for the 13th woman and you are her. And I was in there and there's a whole story after that. But I was like, I think I am. I don't even know what that means. And then here we are, you know, 15 years later. So <laughs> that's, that's how we ended up here. Oh, amazing. I love that. And yes, the superwoman sobs that that's very resonant. I mean, for me, unfortunately, you know, when I hit that moment, I guess seven or eight years ago, I actually got sick. You know, it was, it was to the point where my body really gave out and it was like, no, you cannot bulldoze anymore. You cannot push past me. You cannot ignore me. You cannot stop listening to me. You cannot shut me out. You know, my body really revolted and was like, you have to listen to me and my natural rhythms and my cycles and my essence and my naturalness. Like you cannot just like, you cannot just, you know, keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And, you know, I know that's one of the sections of the book and it's just like, yeah, and and my body gave out. And so I definitely know that moment. And I know so so many of us can identify with that. And and I think that's why, you know, there's such a deep resonance in this book. Like I I don't know any woman that wouldn't recognize some part of themselves in this book because Mm -hmm. of those sort of patterns and the overculture that you talk about that we live in. So, you know, with that, I'd really love to talk about the roots because there Uh are deep roots in this patriarchal system of the overwhelm and the burnout and the self-sacrifice that so many of us feel gnarled in. You know, it's almost like these roots have like gnarled up in our body. They're like weeds that we need to pull out. So what are some of the roots? Can you give us a taste? Yeah, it's actually, it's a really important place for us to start because that was my, when I, when I realized 10 years ago that this wasn't about self-care. 
This wasn't about stress management. This wasn't some time management app we were going to put on. Like there were real systemic reasons why we as women, I'm going to speak specifically to women, but it's actually all beings. It's all, all beings. It's just the the gender of the the female and the feminine, which is not gender specific is what has been um, distorted in so many ways and devalued, which is why we live in this crazy distorted overculture, which is changing. But when I realized that I'm like, we just keep talking about self-care and stress management and all of these things. And it's been like decades and decades of trying to, to, to work ourselves into work-life balance, which is bullshit. It's not, it's like the wrong equation. We have to go deeper. And that really did send me on this deep research journey of like, what's at the core. So if you think about the roots, you're going to think about it in two ways. One is there's this the systemically created roots. These are the things that are connected to the overculture. So overculture is a term coined by Clarissa Pincola Estes, I think probably back in the 80s or late 70s, which basically means the crazy, mad culture that we try to assimilate into in order to survive and or quote unquote thrive, um, which is <laughs> that's a whole other, that's all part of the conversation, just thrive. And like, we're trying to thrive in a completely warped, you know, non-humane system. And so if you can't see those systemic, those bigger overculture pieces, they, and what they do is those, and you think of it like our education system, our government system, our political system, how we work, you know, we think about like in a kind of a corporate structure five days a week or how healthcare professionals work, you know, like doctors who like, literally there's a law for residents that you can't work more than a hundred hours a week, which if you multiply that out a hundred hours, it's like, it's like no human can function in that kind of situation. I mean, our healthcare providers are like some of the most burned out, overworked people. And can you imagine like a doctor working on you after a hundred hours of work? And, and my doctor clients, they tell me that their residents lie about it even because they, because there's so much need. So they'll work more than a hundred hours in a week. And I'm just like, oh, like for like years, <laughs> right? So like, these are all these systems and the, econ- the economy and the economic system and how we value things and how we value companies, all of it man-made. It's not really real. I mean, it's real, but it's not natural. It's one reality. And so you you need to, like I would say, wake up your wise woman eyes and start looking around of like, why do we work that way? Why is our education system set up where kids go move from class to class to class every hour and they go to school and like the whole thing, it's all tied to, you go back to the industrial revolution when it was about, you know, grow big, grow fast, dominate. And that was the culture. And I don't know whether we could have created a world without that. But what I know is we can't get to where we need to be in that. And so as women and conscious beings, we need to wake up and look around. And if you don't see it, you're kind of just assimilating into it. And it's true for entrepreneurs too. I mean, the entrepreneurs are some of, we're some of the worst because like, it was actually easier for me in the corporate structure to be like, I'm going to Bali for three weeks, you know, see you later. I'm not going to be thinking to work at all. As an entrepreneur who's on a mission, I'm like, I just carry my mission around in me all the time. I can't, you know, it is me. There isn't a separation. Um, So, so, and, and for me, I suffer, I don't usually have physical burnout anymore, but I definitely get passion burnout. It's one of the eight types of burnout. So that goes to the second part of the, of the roots, Lainey and everyone is that there are these imprints in us that have been put on us by the overculture, handed down by generations and even taken on by us out of a place of fear 
or a lack or not a sense of our own worthiness that we're operating from kind of like an internal operating system that we don't even know are in there. And if you don't see them, you can't actually change them. And so one of the things that we want to be doing right now, it's like when I, when I share this, like, I'm like, oh my God, like the whole system, like, I don't even know where to start or you don't need to start over there. You just need to wake up your little wise eyes and be like, like this, like, see you. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> that is no, 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 no. And then we come back over here and it's like, okay, where is this in me? that I am overgiving, overworking, overpromising, overcommitting. I mean, there's 13 different ways we over and then bankrupt ourselves. And then you start to see those imprints in yourself, in your relationships and your work environment and all of it. And then you start to do things differently. And that actually is where our power is. So why it's not our fault, because we just dropped into this planet, we do have the power to change it. And that can only start within ourselves. Mm, yes, yes, and yes. And I, I love that so much. And it's so resonant and especially resonant for me personally now. And I know that I shared this little oracle card that I made with you before we came on, but it feels re relevant to share here to don't overspend time, life force, money, and to pull it back into myself to create because everything in the world, it's so busy. It's so fast. There's so much, there's so many amazing programs. There's so many amazing things happening. There's so, you know, and, and it's just like when you are a juicy, passionate person, it can be so easy, especially with a big mission. You know, we share that it's like, we want to, we want to do it all because it's like, we love life and it's so juicy. And it's, amazing. <laughs> it's like, pull back those reins and, and really be mindful and how important that is that we are, are really monitoring our life force energies. And, you know, like the phrase in the book that you brought forward that I'm not going to waste my chi on that. <laughs> you know, I kind of like saw it with this energy behind it of, of really feeling into and understanding that these are limited resources mm -hmm. and the superwoman idea that it's like unlimited and anything is possible. It's like, yes. And as you share in the book, you have to make choices. And so just that, that deep knowing is so important for us so that we can, we can maintain our ecstatic embodiment as leaders and actually mm -hmm. feel good and feel that joy and all of those elements. So I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, I, I wonder, and I'm curious to go in the direction of how we begin to repattern those self-sacrificing burnout imprints. And I love the idea of them as imprints because it's literally like they've been like forced into us and it's like, we have to literally remove them from our body, our brain, our cells, all of our energy bodies and like really, uh. So how, how can we begin to do that to find a new way forward, especially in this Aquarian age where so much is crumbling, the old ways and the old paradigms are crumbling and created these imprints. So what is your, what is your wisdom there? Yeah, let me, there, there's there are a couple of different ways I can answer that. So I just want to, I want to um, just reflect for everybody that all social and systemic transformation has to be rooted in personal transformation or it will not stick. So if you and your heart want this world to be different, one of the best things that you can do is actually look within yourself. You don't have to work on yourself. There's nothing, nothing just, don't do that. Like that sounds awful. <laughs> that just sounds like, oh, great. Now I got another thing to do, right? This is about, you know, like embracing your power to be free, to be liberated, to be your full expression now. 
And, and I always, I, I think, I mean, it is work for sure. It is, but it's not like there's something there's wrong with you. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't, you know, mess something up. Like this is the human experience and the wise women and wise beings right now are taking this, this time, this place of being like, this is the perfect time to actually go in even deeper and get out of there these imprints that we don't want to, we don't want to carry with us. We can't actually carry with us to create a reality that is based in wholeness, wellness, sustainability, interconnectedness. We can't do that if it's not within us too. So it's, and it can be juicy, you know, it can be lovely. I was just saying to Lainey, I just did a three and a half day retreat for myself last weekend. And I, um, I read books and I journaled and I did all, like, I was like in there with myself, you know, like what's in there. I was on a discovery journey and I'm in the process right now of a 40 day practice. Um, my birthday is in February. So I always like to do a 40 day practice. And so I'm getting these awarenesses, like I'm learning things, you know, I'm in my life. I'm not, you know, you know, in a cage or I'm not like, you know, away for 40 days. I'm learning, I'm being shown things because I'm committed to my elevation mm-hmm. And I know if I can find the places inside of myself that are still operating from the wound or operating from the old, you know, parts, then I can be a force of um, and a presence of wholeness. And from that, I'll create relationships and business structures and programs or whatever that come from that same wholeness. So I just want to mention that to everybody because I think that's really important and it gets it gets like diminished. You know, it's like that be the change we wish to see in the world. It's kind of got relegated to like a magnet or a, you know, journal cover. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a life directive. Like it really is how the universe works. It really is. And we do that through relationship, right? We So like you just showed me that after the affirmation, like not to overspend. I um, chose not to overextend. That was my over. So every year I pick one over to work with and transform during a book year. And a book release year and, and overextend and you did it perfectly, Lady. It's like life force, time and, um, and money. They're all related. All of them are related. And so then as you go and you make your choices, you start to feel yourself overspending or overextending. You have that awareness. And this is how personal transformation works. Four stages. Number one, aware. So you're now like, I've chosen overspending. I'm going to wake up my awareness to how this shows up in myself, which is part of the overculture, right? I mean, look at the overculture of consumption, overspending, overproducing, like you're, a, you're, you're changing the world by you shifting this. And then, and then you go into the world and the second stage is reflection, where you still, you'll overspend, you'll overspend your life or you'll overspend your money or I overextend it or whatever, but you are aware of it. And then you're like, reflect. <laughs> there's that thing right I did it okay and then and then instead of being critical you're like oh it's okay compassion and honesty what was it huh why did I do that what's in there oh 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 you know like just curious and then the third stage is changing the moment where you're in the literal moment of choosing to overspend and you slow down and you are able to look inside yourself and see what's where's that imprint? Where is that coming from? What's the feeling? What's the fear? What's the what's the what's the thing it's connected to? And make a different choice. Yeah. And you do that over time, and then the imprint, old one breaks and a new one is installed, and then you are operating the last stage's integration and elevation. You're operating at an elevated level of consciousness. 
Yes, I love that. And I love it in the context. And, you know, that is so much of what this time is about is elevating consciousness in the collective. And so as we each individually elevate our consciousness by doing the, the deeper curiosity, the deeper diving, the deeper discoveries of, of who we are and what is holding us back from that core truth, that core essence, that unique soul sparkle, that is how we create that larger overarching change. And I, I love that you brought up the, you know, the directive of, of really to be the change and what that looks like and that it's a commitment and it's a choice and you're choosing to show up to do that. And that's a way of life. It becomes you know, about learning and practicing and, and that becomes the way of life. It's not like we achieve the state and then we're done. We're like, oh, I'm done. Done with my, <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that. You go to the, you go to the, I'm, I'm, I was talking to someone that today, the other day, they're like, yeah, everyone's like, I'm woke. I'm awoke. I'm awoke. And I'm just like, oh yeah. As soon as you talk about how conscious you are and how woke you are, that universe is going to be like, <laughs> boom, you don't want one of those. And like, you know, you don't ever stop awakening. I mean, just, I, you, you don't do that. Like it's, that's the, that, yeah, that would be bad. Um, See, humility on the journey is valuable. Humility. Is yeah. Valuable. Well, it's this, it's, it's actually, a, it's one of the power spectrums that I, that I teach and I work with is about humility and also honoring, you know, this is honoring part um, of that we struggle with, especially as women, like we know how to do this. So we know how to do humility and the distortion of humility, that feminine distortion is like, oh, you know, Nissa, you discount it, you know, you take less money, you do, you know, like, oh, I don't want to like, mm, you know, mm, it's not really me, it's really it's the divine, which it is. But like, then you're not, then you're not really honoring yourself you're not honoring your value you're not honoring and there's a way to be both humble and also really honoring who you are and what it took for you to get here mm-hmm. and i've been really working this power spectrum you know myself and i think that's especially if you've ever on a spiritual path you're going to spend time over here and that place of humbleness to really get that into your bones so that, you know, like that's a, it's a good thing you want it in your bones, but you don't want to set up camp in the place where you're, you know, self-sacrificing and, you know, you're just, and you don't also want to go over here into the land of like hubris where you're, you know, basically a narcissist. Like you don't want to go over there either. You know, there's like that harmony path. It's like my necklace. This is called a harmonizer. I don't know if you can Beautiful. see it or not, but it has, it you know, signifies like the, you put two things in the center and either one, the feminine and the masculine power. And then together they harmonize. And it's this place of honor. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that is part of our work as, as women, as men, as beings to honor, um, like what if you honored that your life and who you chose to be and your willingness to go into your your heart to heal and your willingness to make harmonious choices at this time to to not overextend or overspend or over 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 but to be like sustainable like to really work in this giving this harmony like a harmonic and you also really were able to honor like you have some amazing gifts to give in this world and this is what I love about your work lady I was um with a client before we got on and I'm like I'm like I have to go to my podcast now because I'm going to go talk to the most one of the most self-expressed women that I know (laughs) 
And I just love that about you. You know, it's like you give permission to people to like, like you can do that. You could like, you know, you could, you could cut part of your hair off and like still be beautiful. Like, how does that even happen? Or like, I remember the first time we met, I was in New York doing an event and I totally saw you in the middle of the crowd. You, so you sparkled and you gave me a ring that had this like great sparkle on it, which I kept like forever in my desk until we connected and became friends. Like you give us permission to 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 just you know to be to be to be like wacky fied beautified you know it's like whatever that is you know it's like no just be yourself and that's your gift that's one of the gifts that you give and so for everyone here like you're not gonna do it just like Lainey but she's gonna inspire you to find that sparkle inside of you and we need that sparkle and for some of you for some of us, and I think this is the part about honoring and valuing what we see out there is, oh, it has to be big. It has to have, to have all these followers, or I have to have this position, or I have to have this money. And so many of those systems, even in, in even in industries, whether it's like personal transformation or coaching, there's like same stuff is happening in there. You know, it's like, um, and you got to be really whew, with yourself to really be clear and really listen. What is my part to do and to pace ourselves and to get that we are in a co-creative process with the universe and the divine. And you can do it on your own. You can push, you can strive, you can keep playing the same game that's out there. You'll probably get tired and exhausted. <laughs> you even may make, you know, hit your goals. But in my experience for myself, it's never brought me contentment because there's always more. Yeah. more followers, more money, more, pay, whatever it is. But the more I got good in here and I get good in here and I, it's just a practice. This is my part. This is why I'm here. This is what I need. And I honor that inside myself. I value my part and yeah. that my part is enough. And I'm in process with this, with all the rest of you, then stuff starts coming yeah. to me and like miraculous things start to shift um, where I might make like my company might make less money top line. And this happened the last two years, significantly less revenue, but the same net income came to me because part of the equation I'm working in with is do less, receive more, achieve a greater impact. I'm not interested in big playing the big game. I don't, you know, big, small, whatever. I want to, I want to do less. So I'm not just cluttering up the world and I got 8,000 things going on. A desire to receive more and achieve a greater impact. And I just love that. Achieve a greater, like a great and greatness could be just, could be being a mother who is part of it, being a mother who raises conscious children who feel good in their heart and feel loved. Mm. That is great. That is a great impact. And so like, for me, it's like, I can look at the women that I mentor or hold space for and see the kids that they're they're growing. Um, that's a significant, that is a great impact, yeah. you know, but I have to make myself also stop and see that and feel it and believe it. And it's hard. It's challenging. Don't you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. My whole intention of last year that is still kind of coming into this year is I am vastly increasing my impact and income in magical, sustainable, and ecstatic ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, I've really been journeying with that really since I got back from Egypt in, uh, in 2019, I've been journeying with that and, and really 
feel that and know that. And, you know, it seems that the root of so much of this burnout that happens, and this has been my own case and many of the people that I serve is this feeling of not enoughness, mm-hmm. that I'm not enough. My part isn't enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough resources. There's not enough support. So I'm curious, you know, what you would, what you would share around that in terms of a potent action, maybe a spirit action that we could take to really start healing this wound of I'm not enough. That is like this, mm-hmm. almost like this disease that causes this disease of self-sacrificing and self-abandonment. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a good question because that whole not enoughness, people misunderstand that thing. Oh, those are just people who don't have a lot of self-worth. Not true. We're all, it's like, it's this whole planet is currently under the overculture of not enoughness. And my background is marketing. So I, I was trained as a marketer, which is all about not enoughness, make people feel like they need more, you know? And, and, and now I use all those gifts for good versus like, you know, trying to pay, make people feel like they need something more than they need. And, and, and so this really is a job in the heart. It really is a job in the heart and it's a job in the body. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling inspired, Lenny, tell me what you think about this, of just sharing a little bit about the giving and receiving. And I could share some about receiving and the I am mantras and have everyone kind of choose a mantra that will help them cultivate um, this capacity to actually receive um, from what they're actually doing. Because part of the reason we don't feel enough is we don't actually receive from what we're actually doing. And then there's never, so there's always more to do or be. So how does that, that sound sounds, a place that to sounds go? delicious. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. And then, so I'm going to share this with you and here's the caveat. Ready? Do not mistake the simplicity of what I'm about to share with you all as a lack of significance. <laughs> you know, it's like really is some of these very simple things that move mountains mm-hmm. in us. And so I just would like to everyone to like, I would like to like offer you this as an imprint as a bullet of like, oh, simple things can be very significant. And this is, this is one of them. So, okay. Put, I want everyone to go ahead and put your hands out in front of you. Okay. This hand is your receiving hand. This hand is your giving hand. So we're going to talk about the imprint. We're going to work with this imprint. It's better to give than receive. That's the imprint we've been given in our overculture. And we're going to shift one word to and. It's better to give and receive, okay? So take this hand. So this is the, this is the, the receiving hand, okay? So like receiving. So just take it and receiving. I just feel like, how does that feel like to receive? Like, just think about it. What are the things you'd love to receive? And just can you even close your eyes if it helps. We can't see you anyway. You know, sometimes it helps just to go with. And like thinking of the things that you feel like you need the support, the energy, the time, the money, and just imagine like you're just, you're receiving and you're just bringing it in to yourself. So the heart, we touch our heart because that brings us into us emotionally. So we actually feel it. And then just even feel like letting it like go down your body. And you can even like, oh, I'm going to receive that to my belly and like touch your belly. And that's like the life force place and the creativity place. And just that womb space of like, Oh, this feels good. Oh, I can do this like all day long. <laughs> Into your solar plexus, like just like receiving like what you need to feel strong in your own sense of yourself. And then just even touching like your high heart right here, which is just really about receiving what you need to feel connected and have that faith of moving forward. And then take a breath. And just notice how that feels. How do you feel, Lanley, of that? How does that, what are you noticing? I feel nourished and sort of, uh, you know, 
uh, a softness, a softness in the receiving, a surrendering, a gentleness. Mm. Yeah, you're allowing it to come, right? So, so the truth is we as a people have been taught, especially as women, to be conditioned to be strong achievers, which I love. I'm all about being an achiever. The word achievement means to complete something. So I love achieving things. I, I just, the junkie part is the wrong part, but like the, the, the strong achiever. And we've been taught to be selfless caregivers. And we actually need to shift that and release the selfless caregivers to um, being um to being, um, to being, to being, um, self-aware, you know, self-aware caregivers. And we've, we haven't been taught how to be receivers. So part of this piece of like being a receiver, how do you unapologetically and gracefully receive? We're not taking, you know, this is, it's coming from the universe. It might come through a person. It might come through a paycheck. It might come through like a campaign that you just did, but it's like the universe is like providing this to you, but you got to feel it. You got to feel it in your body. And the, and the wisdom teaching is we think we want the thing that's out there, the external thing. I want a house. I want a partner. I want a, you know, I want a, you know, a best-selling book or whatever it is. But until you feel it in here, in your body, in your belly, in your heart, you will never, even if you get the thing, you, it won't, you won't feel it, it. It's like, it's like, it just goes into the hole and then you got to do more. And then you got to do more and then you got to do more or you make choices that are not really congruent because you get to the achievement. So like, for example, I, I know multiple people who have had New York Times bestselling books that have, there's a thing that happens in the book industry where you pay this guy and this, this company $30,000 and they go buy a bunch of books and they get you under the New York Times bestselling list. That's a real thing. <laughs> it's very disheartening. But watching those people who've done that, not judging them, but what observing of like, even when they got to that, because it came from that place, it, it, it just like, it was like, okay, next, you know, okay, next, okay, next. And so you have to feel it. So if you want more time, you actually need to feel spaciousness within yourself. If you want more money, you have to ask yourself, what is it that I believe money will give me? What is it that I want to feel? Mm -hmm. If you want to feel more supported, you want more support around you, you have to actually feel supported. And so the practice becomes about feeling that thing. Mm -hmm. So for two years, I had a piece of thing on my, on my, I worked with spaciousness and I, that was my practice. And then supported was my practice for like four years because I'm the one who always does everything. I'll just take it on. I'll just take it on. I got to do it. I got to do it. This is the imprint. Like, I'll just do it. Okay, fine. You're going to fuck it up anyway. So I'm just going to do it, you know, or like, I'm the only one standing because I got to do it, you know? And, 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 and so I just start watching that, you know, it's like, oh, there it is again. There's all the evidence of how I'm not supported. And not that those aren't real because they are, but as you start to work with it, it's like you take your, it's like taking like magic Windex, you know, and be like, I don't believe in you. You're not real. <laughs> squirt, 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 squirt. You're just an illusion and figment of my imprinted imagination. And I'm going to make a different choice. And so in that moment, when I don't feel supported, I had to stop and I got to pause and I got to slow down and like, okay, where is the support mm -hmm. around me and see that and feel it. And what is this imprint in me? You know, like, what's this belief? What am I running? And this is what I want to choose. And it's a very, it's a, it's, it's a consciousness daily yoga. I mean, it, it really is that way. So um, what I'd like to do 
is actually read these um, I am, these mantras around receiving. And when I was writing Overwhelmed and Over It, and it was somewhere in the middle of it last summer, I, have, I, I think this, my whole practice has been really about receiving, about like what is receiving and being received. And I just sat down, I'm like, if I really was fully able to receive and not just receive, but try this again, receive, everyone, receive, retain, then give. So try this, put, put, put your giving hand on your heart, okay? Receive, retain, then give. Mm-hmm. Receive, retain, then give. Because some of us who get to be good receivers will be like, receive, give, oh, receive, give, receive, give. You know, and like, why don't I have money in the bank? Why am I, you know, why am I on my edge of burnout again? Like, because you're giving it as soon as you're getting it. <laughs> So retain is a big piece. Retain money, retain life force, retain time, retain space. Like if the space is there, don't give it away, right? So that retain is what we're after. So that comes, so that's oftentimes what I see people is they receive, but then they give. Now we'll do one more and then I'll share these with you. Okay, so try this. Give, receive, give, receive, give, 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 Oh shit, receive! <laughs> How does that feel, Lainey? Terrible. Familiar, right? Sloppy. Like, <laughs> that's, what, that's what a lot of us have been imprinted to do too. So yeah. here's what we're after. Everyone hands out again. Okay, receive, retain. Oh, now I can give. Mm. Receive, retain. Oh, now I give. Mm. How does that feel now, Lainey? So good. The retain is so important that like really stood out to me in a blaring way as I was reading the book, because, you know, I've cleared so much of my space to create this Oracle deck and I've never done that before. Like just spaciousness for creating with nothing scheduled. And I've mm-hmm. learned that for years, just like your reframe in the book that like really, when you say you want more time, what you really want is more space. And so the whole reframe around time is just like very relevant. So Like, I I really feel that. And I love that you're bringing it in with an ecstatic embodiment practice of like really feeling it. And I feel like that that's super valuable. And I just, yeah, retain. How can we retain, especially now the chaos of the world, like retaining our energy, our life force, our time, our resources, our potency feels more important than ever. So it is not, this is not, we're not going to wake up one day and it's all going to be over. Like, it's like, this is, this is not a race. This is about pacing. It's not even an, it's not a race. It's not a marathon. It's not a sprint. We're on like Bilbo's grand adventure, like in the Hobbit. And we don't know how long, you know, we don't know if we're going back to the Shire or, you know, we just really don't know. So you got to pace yourself, everybody pace yourself. And, and this year is the year of the ox. And so think about ox is like steady. Yeah. Ox isn't running around. It's not a hare or rabbit. You know, it's like, it's, it's just like steady progress is good. And so one practice I have is every year I choose one of the 13 overs to focus on and get into harmony. And those are in the book. There's also a quiz at miovergiving.com you can take to actually figure out what your over is. Mine this year is over controlling. I've been going between over controlling and over committing. And I asked Noah, my partner, and I'm like, which one do you think I need? He's like, over controlling. Because like, oh, like, I'm really committed to like, I'm really committed to allowing things to come to me. I'm so used to going out and making stuff happen. 
and I don't want to do this next phase of my life that way. Yeah. And like, so like with, right. So I, you know, I've, and I would normally have already created a program for this and retreats for this. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't exactly know what I'm going to, you know, I'm like waiting for the form to come to me. And so I just was invited by a women's networking group to do a five month program with them. I was like, that's lovely. And then a college just reached out and said, would you come for and do an hour workshop? I'm like, yes. And, you know, you invited me to be here with all of you. So that's what I'm in. And so my, I am, I haven't picked it yet for this year. So I'm going to, if I can share these receiving mantras with everybody, these are the fifth or 15 or 17 of them. You can close your eyes and you can listen. And my invitation would be to choose one, let it choose you that you would work with all year, cultivating this feeling inside of yourself so that you can receive and retain and give in harmony and pace yourself um, so that you have enough life force resources and time and to operate in right timing. So here they are. Everyone take a breath. I am valued. I am whole and healed. I am met. I am supported. I am safe. I am sustained. I am nourished. I am seen. I am held. I am protected. I am connected. I am enough. I am worthy. I am nurtured. I am surrounded by love. I am just doing my part. I am divinely guided. Mm. So what stood out for you, Lainey? There's two. I know last year was definitely I am held. That was like 100% last year, which was awesome. And I had that. I was actually in a program with a dear sister of mine called Be Held. So it's like that, mm. that happened. And I felt that like all through. I'd say I am sustained and I am nurtured are the ones mm. that are like pinging for me for sure. For you. Yeah. I got I got two too. It's interesting because I'm working, I'm doing my vision altar this 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 weekend and I got I am sustained and I am connected. Mm. And so I'm curious and everyone go ahead and just I want you to write yours out. So Lainey, will you after we're done, will you write yours out and I will write, I promise to do mine. I'm curious how you notice know, you see a connection between the two of I am sustained and I am nurtured. Mm-hmm. Or what um, connection you see. Yeah, I definitely see a connection there because, you know, it's, it's really all of those um, elements that help to create a stable and sustainable foundation. It, it's like, I see it as nourishment, which ties back to our pillar for this month. It's like, it's nourishment and also self-nurturing. And it's interesting because part of the healing work I've been doing that's been coming up is that my, my right breast has been talking to me and the mm. breath signify nourishment and nurturing. Mm. And, you know, looking at the lineage of, you know, my own blood lineage and the, the self-sacrificing, the martyrdom, the, you know, the, the lack of self-nurturing and how that has caused a lot of deep pain and wounding. And so it's in a lot of ways, I'm doing some deep healing work through my entire lineage Mm -hmm. as I come into a place of true self-sovereignty on all aspects and levels of my being. It's like, you know, I've been doing this work for 
five years uh, of helping people step into their power and sovereignty. And it's like spirits really asking, okay, any place where you're not in your power and sovereignty is coming to be healed and cleared now. And so for me, it's, it's that, it's like all those deeper pieces of nourishment that allow one to be sustained through life and mm -hmm. in harmony, which you talk about so much in the book so beautifully. It's like, it's about harmony really. Every, it is because we think we think keeps we get told oh if I could just find balance and the thing is that we live dynamic diverse lives it's not about balance is not a way to constellate your life or design your life or think about it's it's equilibrium it's this you know so we want to cultivate balance within ourselves so that we're balanced we want to we want to it's like I always say it's like we're on a surfboard you know and it's like you want to be able to that's life right or you're doing yoga people always ask me how are you doing I'm like I'm in the yoga of life and you know today I'm in downward dog yesterday I was in shavasana um so you want to be able to stay balanced emotionally right balanced mentally balanced within but how we create our lives is so much more like an orchestra or a symphony they're dynamic there's times of intensity and creativity and you know you're like really you're in high production you're in high like volume high woo you know it's like this and then there's times of what i call flow state right it's like it's like melody it's like it's it's maintainable it's sustainable and then there's the replenishment time like the lyrical and the very, and you, we actually need those three rhythms, those three, I call it the three harmonic rhythms of creating a harmonious rhythm to your life. We need that in this replenishment flow and intensity, all three of those daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. So another practice and um, is about looking, so if you don't have a, you don't have a daily practice that allows you to do all three of those, to have that replenishment, the, I call it the downshifting um, time and, or you, you know, you're always in intensity that there's no like just days where, you know, it's not, there's no flow state. You look at your start with your day. You're like, I've got a morning practice and I got an evening practice. Like my bookends are good. Then you look at your week. And it's like, how do you have your week set up? Do you have breath in your week? Wednesday mornings are my space days, my space mornings. So I don't schedule anything before 11 o'clock because I want to wake up and be able to think about nothing. And so it's like a breath for me. And Saturdays are my Sabbath days. So those are deep replenishment where I'm not actually allowed to think about mm -hmm. anything of any significance. <laughs> Nothing of consequence. I can have significant thoughts, but nothing of consequence, no planning, no strategizing. I literally just give my whole psychic being replenishment, like just to be human. That's my job. And then you can look at your month, right? Are you, and I know that a lot of the people that are here with you, Lenny, they already get like, there's, oh, there's a moon. Oh, that's a natural cycle. Like it's actually, and if you follow the flow, you know, it's like, so, you know, how is your, your, how are you flowing with that natural cycle? And then you also look at a year. And it's like, sometimes, you know, know your yearly cycle. When is your, when are you most in that intensity and that creative output? For me, every April, April is an ebb. So this is really good as an entrepreneur. Like if you don't know this as an entrepreneur, like I don't even know how you run your business in a sustainable way because you got to know that it's natural to ebb and flow. So your business will ebb and flow your energy. And this should be in any system. That's why it's not natural for a doctor to work a hundred hours a week, nonstop. It's not natural to be like, oh, You've been working 60 hours a week. You can have a week's vacation. That's not natural. <laughs> you know, there should be these ebbs in these flows. And so just starting to understand your own rhythm and, you know, don't try to do all four at the same time, but to, to look at like pick one this year and say, I'm really going to focus 
I'm bringing more rhythm to my week that's actually in alignment to my natural rhythm and where I am now in my life. So pick one of those, day, week, month, or year, and just focus on that for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And, that's- you know, choose the over that you're going to release and really work with this I am receiving mantra. That's that, that I am more than we need to talk about right now, but it's significant, deep wisdom that it's like super technology. Uh, it's not just like, oh, that's really nice. Christine made these little I am statements. <laughs> it's really powerful to work with the I am. Um, and then bringing that in, I'm like, I'm going to feel that in my body. And one other way to work with the I am is first thing when you wake up in the morning, as soon as you realize that you're awake, you say that I am to yourself, like you're imprinting it into your being. So it by, it's, makes the mind have something to do other than thinking about the other things. And you just, you know, you're laying in bed, you can go into fetal position, you can put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. So you're imprinting it emotionally and energetically. And just saying that to yourself, you know, I am held, or for me, I was, I am sustained, I am connected. Mm-hmm. And those two are linked. Mm-hmm. Those two are absolutely linked. Like I will be sustained because I am connected. That was like, I was like, oh, so thank you all for being such a great space. I could, I got mine today. <laughs> so that's awesome. You know, so that's a very simple practice, but significant mm-hmm. practice of doing that in the morning. First, first thing I call it my secret superpower morning practice that I don't often tell anybody else about, but I share with all of you. <laughs> oh, I, I love that so much. And I, there's two other things I wanted to touch on if you have time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The first one is around um, and another morning practice that you share around the chalice of life force and retaining life force. And I've always loved that practice of yours and I've shared it many times with others uh, and about your work and the idea of checking into our levels to maintain and cultivate our life force. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we do all the work we do in the Ecstatic Embodied Leadership Academy. So I'd love to just, you know, if you would share that just a little tidbit about that practice, they can get the full download in the book, but I just, I love that practice and it's so relevant and important, I think. Yes, it's called the Lahabitude. It's one of the top three practices I've done that keeps me out of burnout and keeps me able to retain. And it's super simple. It's called the Life Force Reading and Receiving Practice. It is in the book. It's also on my blog. Um, and um, and it goes like this. Um, we'll do it together right now. Everybody close your eyes again because that's what we got to do to get connected. And so one hand on the heart, one hand on the belly again, and to just take a breath with yourself and imagine this body as a beautiful chalice. So it has that beautiful cup and the stem and the base. And the rule of self-sustainability is we never serve from our reserves. And so if you drain that whole top part of the mug or the chalice and the stem into the base, you're serving from your reserves. And that's when we start to go into burnout and all the other things we don't wanna do. So we do this every morning, take a life force reading. So again, breathing into this beautiful chalice that is now being imprinted to give and receive in harmony. And just asking your body, or imagine just kind of putting a little sensor on your body, what is my life force level right now? What is my life force level right now? And ask for a number between zero and 100, with 100 being full, 50 being half, and zero being empty. And don't cheat, it's not a magazine test, just really, <laughs> there's no, no grades here. So be honest, Lainey, what's yours? 65. Okay, mine's 72. So second question is the receiving part. 
asking the inquiry to your inner wisdom, to your heart emotionally, to your body energetically, what do I need to receive today? What do I need to receive today? Or if you're listening to this at night, what do I need to receive tonight? And just let your inner wisdom drop something in. And if nothing comes, because you haven't been dialing up your inner wisdom or it's taken a little break, just say, what would I love to receive? Lenny, what did you get? A sound bath. Mm, that feels yummy. Um, I did mine this morning. I got cheer. I needed cheer. I've never gotten that word. You can open your eyes, you all. Um, I never got that word before. So you do that. So now you, so here's the thing, whatever it is that you need to receive, you design your day to make sure you get it. And even if you're at the end of the day, you're like, oh crap, it's 730. I didn't get my sound bath. And you're like, I'm going to go get myself a sound bath. Right. Or for me, it's like, you know, it's like being with you is total cheer. Like it feels lovely and just, and, and that will keep you filled up. So the re reason it works is you'll catch yourself before. So if you're below a 50, you're serving from your reserves. You're on the path of, of getting sick mentally, emotionally, you know, physically, whatever. It's like a warning sign of like, oh, I have to do things differently. I have to work differently today. I have to ask for more support. I have to make different choices. Remember, this is all about our choices, little ones and big ones. And if, and I'm, I'm never, I'm usually like a 65 to 75, like that's my range. So it always cracks me up when people are like, I'm a 95. I'm like, who are you? Like, maybe they are, but I think they're lying. <laughs> and then if you, if you got that, good for you, like whatever you're doing, you let lady and I know, but it's like, I've never been that high. And I just like, <laughs> maybe I just need to retain more, but it's like, it's not, it's not a mental thing, you know? So it's okay. It's like, it's totally okay. And I think that's a healthy range to, to be in. And, and then also like if Noah and I do this together, so we do it every morning, it's how we check in together. And it's also how we end our evening together. So you can do it with a partner, you can do it with a friend, you can do it with young kids. I have some of my students, they, you know, young as five, um, they've been doing this. Amazing, I love that. Yeah, the other day I was actually at 30, but I, I was, you know, offline. I was completely in a nourishment process. I was sort of doing my own thing, but I just, I really love it. And it feels very resonant. And usually, you know, the question that I've worked with and asked myself every morning is what do I need to be nourished today? You know, and it's just, it, what do I need to receive? It's a similar vibration and, and that when we are nourished, we can nourish the world with our gifts, which is so much what about our pillar is about deep nourishment for all. And if we're we're not nourished, we can't nourish the world with our medicine and why we're here. And so the, it's the true. And maybe this year you should ask, you could ask nurtured because nurtured is different than nourish, nourish. We can talk about that later. We could, you should, I should have a conversation because there actually is a difference and it kind of blew my mind last year. So I'd be curious if you played with nourish and nurtured and what you would learn mm -hmm. um, about the difference. If you would be, be up for experience experimenting, because I'm still in my experiment of it, but there is a difference for sure. And so I'm curious about what you might, what your wise woman might find. Yeah. Let's definitely talk about that offline. I, I definitely have been noticing there is a difference and feeling the sort of great mother, like just feeling a lot of other energies that are there that want to come in with the nurturing and, and the breast conversation has really brought that in. And so yeah. that I've done so. topic for a different day, but it's, it's, there's some good potency in there for sure. This is what's so exciting about feminine wisdom. It's like, we're not seeking answer. We're like in the question, I'm like, oh, yeah. nurture, yeah. what is that? <laughs> and how is it different? And then we're like, we're literally our own research. We're our own experimentation and the wisdom is in here. So to me, this is fun. 
And it's also exciting. And then you can do this with each other. You all, you can invite friends. Like I just invited Lainey to have wise woman tea with me. And this is what we do. And then it's like, oh, great. Now we have a wise woman tea day to talk about, you know, nurturing and nourishment. What is the difference? And what are we learning? Right. And that's what this revolutionary journey is really about and stepping in and living our divine legacy and creating our lives as a great work of art to add to the great cosmic masterpiece. And so that really comes to a perfect culminating point because I really wanted to talk about just briefly, you know, the fact that sisterhood and support is so essential to this journey. And it's a core chapter in the book. And, you know, it ties in with our theme of community is immunity. And, you know, that's really the reason that we gather in our soul's heart, sanctuary, inner circle. That's why we learn and practice together. And it's also one of the core pillars of the sacred artist Sparkman shamelessly to gather in sacred circle of beloved community. Mm -hmm. And so I really, you know, would love to hear any perspective you have around that because, you know, it's like we, we can do this journey and, you know, we can say that we can say, this is what I want to do and go and set off. But that time of the lone wolf has long since ended. And now that we're in the Aquarian age, which is all about collaboration and coming together and cooperation, you know, that it's core to our collective thriving and moving forward. So just any wisdom that you would want to share in closing around that. Yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and simple because it, this is a huge topic. But I'll keep it really simple. Um, receiving support and being in sisterhood are um, non-negotiables. And where nobody I know is like done with the part of breaking through the old imprints. And so it's like bringing those to top of mind and top of presence of like looking at where you're pushing away support or you're not allowing support to come in and looking at the, the wounds of sisterhood or the ways that, you know, like there's like we could have a whole, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like, I could do like in my podcast, I've been thinking about, I'm like, do I do a four month series or a four week series on the show and the possibility of sister I mean, there's so much there. And so I just want to open those up to you for themes for this year and the years to come of, of increasing our capacity to receive support and increasing our capacity to be in true sisterhood, not the false sisterhood, not the, you know, like, but real sisterhood. And there's different levels of sisterhood. And so it's like, this is like, I think what we're inviting you all into is like, oh, these are, these are realms of, of exploration and to get curious about them and to make them part of your conscious practice and exploration and start to notice what you desired, start to notice what's there, start to notice what's wanting to change. And I know for myself, the way that I'm experiencing collaboration right now is different than I've ever been able to experience it. And that is very exciting to me. Um, and it's also challenging me, you know, to like break or leave some of those things behind. But I'm aware, like as the old structures are falling within me and the new structures are coming, we just have to move slowly. And we need to be in conversation with each other um, and meet in fields of love. Mm. And we're going to do our best and we're going to screw shit up. Oops, sorry. <laughs> but we are, you know, we are, we are. It's like we're going to do our best and we're going to mess things up in our relationships because that's where the work happens. But can we then re-meet each other and work through the wobbles and be honest about our own parts and then find a different ground? Um, and I think that's part of the work that we're doing through receiving support um, and um, through relationship and through sisterhood. Mm, yes, I love that. The relational field and the work there, it's such a thriving ground for our development and to be mirrors for what it is that we need to see and where it is we need to grow and where we're being stretched and 
how we're being called to really step into that next highest version of ourselves and you know just really feel and honor that and know that being witnessed in community and being in in sisterhood and being in beloved community has literally saved my life I wouldn't be here today without it and so just like yay for gathering and may we continue to gather and just want to give you the opportunity to say any other closing words that feel resonant on your heart before we bring our beautiful, beautiful conversation to a close today. Mm. Just, um, I think just to know for everyone, you're not alone and, and that, um, yeah, we're not alone in this. So, um, let's, you know, that's, that's all I have to say, really. Mm. I think I've used my word allotment. (laughs) So we're not alone and I'm looking forward to the journey. The, the Hopi elder prophecy says this could be a good time, right? Gather yourselves. This could be a good time. Let go of the shore. Don't hang on. Keep your head above the water. Let the river carry you and gather with others. And I um, I really believe in that. I know it's a big stand for you, Lainey. It's a huge stand for me. I feel like my superpower is also gathering women together in conscious community and, um, and we can have multiple conscious communities. There's not, we're not supposed to be in just one. Um, you know, different communities do different things. So I'm excited. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I think there's a lot to, a lot of goodness to happen. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And let's press the liberate button t- together. I love that part of the book. So definitely be sure to get a copy of Overwhelmed and Over It. And you can visit Christine online at overwhelmedandoverit.com and get lots of other goodies with the book too. And really help to start clearing these imprints. And we would be honored to help hold you in the journey as well. So thank you so much for joining us, beloved. So deeply grateful and can't wait for our wise woman tea date soon. (laughs) All right. So see you all next time on the podcast. Bye for now. Trillions of years of evolution and revolution led to you. It's time to remember who you truly are and why you're here at this most powerful time in human history. It's time to allow your full spiritual magnificence and the raw truth of who you are to come forth. It's time to be lit up and turned on and blazing true because the world needs your unique soul sparkle now more than ever. So remember, Someone out there needs you. Are you willing to finally come out of hiding and live your life so that they can find you? I'll leave you with that question for now, beloved, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show today, please share it with your beloveds. And come on over to LaineyLoveDolby.com where you'll receive a free Soul Sparkle starter kit so you can begin your own journey to ignite your revolutionary potential today. 